welcome to Blaze Pod. It is Wednesday, the fourth of October. My name's Ben. On the line, it is Andrew. How you doing, mate? I'm all right, mate. Just uh, the warnings we've just been talking about. My internet has been playing up this week, um, so if it's a bit bad, that is on me, not Ben. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, well, there's, there's only really. <laughs> do you want to do you want to start with this thing? I've got this down to start to start talking about this, but well done, boys. Good process. This VAR thing. I just wanted to raise oh, it yeah. off the off the top. Brilliant. Because. Um, I, I I don't know about you, but I could I could use not being reminded of the time that VAR slash goal line mm-hmm. technology shafted Sheffield United, being that Aston Villa goal. So it's, I've had a bit of a PTSD this week. I think of yeah. seeing those old clips surface and people saying, "How come nobody nobody cared when this happened?" Blah blah blah. Well, I don't actually remember if people cared. Probably not as much as they do about this Liverpool thing. But what what a bizarre incident that yeah. is. And I keep seeing as well um, people like Liverpool fans because people obviously keep bringing up, well, what about Sheffield United with the with the goal?" And people, loads of people getting it wrong, saying they went down because of that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really happy. That the best thing about it is I'm happy to see that everyone's completely forgot about how poor we were the season we went down. <laughs> I think we just went down on three points. But um, and then they've got like the, the scousers going like I don't know. Um, well, maybe they should have complained. Oh, I'd about that, wouldn't it? That's good, uh, yeah. Maybe they shouldn't have complained, you know, about it. So, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely terrible. They can't replay the game, though, obviously, because that'd be absolutely outrageous. But, um, yeah, yeah just, just like a joke, in it? How many times have you watched the audio of it? I've watched it about, honestly, about 15 times. <laughs> and this is when he were at work, and I said... You've got to, you've got to watch it. He was like, oh, "I might be able to watch it." Work. And then, then like ten minutes later, like, have you watched it yet? <laughs> <laughs> he, he said he's watched it like four times since. <laughs> I, it's fascinating. I think it's because it's such a like, I don't know. It's, it's just because it is obviously just a human error. Is it? I mean, come on, like you know, anybody's mm. thinking conspiracy here and, and getting the the sort of red. Uh, the red thread out to connect the dots between referees going to UAE and UAE having a stake in Man City and all this. I mean, this is just this is yeah. inco- this is incompetence rather than conspiracy. I think it is just that fascination of like you're just seeing in like almost in real time like a really dreadful error occur and then be realised that it's occurred by the people that's affected that error immediately and then just. I don't know. I wish because I've made mistakes in the workplace, obviously in my in my life, and I just wish yeah. I'd have thought to say, "Can't do anything, can't do anything," and we could all just have moved on from it. Yeah, love it. That's what our players should do. It. Well, yeah. sure, I can't do anything now. Can we? Done. Yeah. Well, that's it. <laughs> Whatever. So, so uh, uh, Darren England, I think, is the VAR on this one. Uh, this is my fi- my final thought on this because um, I believe they've been stood down for the next round of fixtures. How, how we just know his first game back is going to involve United, and it it always seems to be this way. We get dragged into these things all the time. It's just it, we just follow it. Controversy follows us, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it does. Um, United had a fairly controversial, free controversy-free uh, defeat mm. at West Ham this weekend, which we oh, just took on, touch on briefly because. Uh, neither of us were able to watch much slash any of the game in real time. Uh, we've only been able to catch up with it afterwards. Uh, and now, I mean, I think I actually said this on the last podcast, like, just just give me a nice, stress-free 2-0 defeat. And that, that <laughs> seems like pretty much what happened. We obviously 
This is coming off the back of the 8-0 to Newcastle. So it was it was important to see us respond. And I did manage to catch about about half an hour before my means of watching the game uh, died and I wasn't yeah. hugely minded to get it back because I had a family thing going on at the time. Um, and we, I thought we responded okay. It was, it was actually a similar story to the Newcastle game in a, in a way in that for about 25 minutes, I thought we played quite well and were in the game and then we conceded mm. and the game was over, essentially. You know, West Ham... Yeah. Scored again about 15 minutes later. They had numerous other chances around those two goals. Unlike Newcastle, by all accounts, they very much took their foot off the gas in the second half. And I'm very grateful for that. Thank you, West Ham. <laughs> That's what Newcastle yeah. should have done last week. Take your foot off the gas. There's no need to expend energy to beat this team at the moment. Um, no. And yeah, another, I mean, like, another I defeat. Sorry, I, I, I wasn't... I didn't see any of it. I, I were on holiday this weekend and... Um, it's all like, you know, improvements in the second half, but just reading the reports and getting the West Ham views and stuff, it, it seemed very, probably the most similar game we've had to the Wilder relegation season in that mm. the team just thought, we don't have to do anything to anymore to, to um, you know, to, we'll just conserve his energy. I think Chad on Red Off, a fantastic podcast, just him on his own, said um, it was like watching the Ryder Cup because people were just walking towards the ball. <laughs> <laughs> He does crack me up, Chad. <laughs> He's a funny <laughs> bloke. Um, yeah, I can't... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm just kind of... Uh, is this where we're at? Like, I'm just sort of glad we didn't get hammered? Yeah, it's bad. It it's bad. bad. But like I said, we were, I were away with Liam. We were mainly with And um, we, we, we went, when we went 2-0 down, like I said, this is going to be like 4 or 5 again. This is this is awful. This is like... I mean, we weren't watching the game, but just because they scored so quick, it's almost identical to what happened against Newcastle. Yeah. Same sort of time frame. Then when the game ended, we were like, well, we've done all right there. We only lost two now. And we're like, it's, it's so sad that we were like, yeah, we'll take that. We'll take a nice little 2-0 loss. And yeah, it is... I mean, look, I'm really, really sort of... I, I call myself as a bit a bit of as obsessive about United, and I'm really out of the loop with it in the past since since the eight and to be honest. And I think it's mm. I'm, I'm really struggling to watch other football and things like that because it's just so it, it's so depressing. And I don't think there's anything you can do, and we might get onto the hecky in hecky out thing, but I think you just feel that it's not. For instance, Wednesday fans are, are feeling rubbish, but I'll speak to them, and there's anger there. There's anger at the chairman; they want him out like immediately, or they want the manager out. And I haven't even got that anger. And I think that's even worse in a way. Mm. That I'm sort of just so so well, yeah, we're obviously gonna lose. We've we've not spent anywhere near enough to, to stay up. The owner don't have enough money to stay up. You mm. can bring anyone in and these players aren't good enough. And I hope and prove wrong and I hope the people who want Hacking Bottom out are right, because if it is just as simple as changing the manager, then that's an easy fix. But I just don't think it will be. No, I don't either, and we can we can definitely talk about that uh, in a moment. Actually, um, I guess some notable things from this. I mean, we did have a few a few opportunities as well. McBurney yeah. had one with two 0 down. I don't know how much you want to read into that. Archer, uh, he, I think he did everything right. This was at nil nil. He sort of span on one in the box, and it, it was blocked sort of just in front of the keeper. That could easily have gone in. Maybe it's a maybe it is a different game if that happens. But in the first goal, by the not. way. The first goal's called off, isn't it? it called, it, Vogel's called offside when he was onside, and then they went up the other end and scored. So you could argue that, you know, another decision gone against us. But, yeah, clutching at straws. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realise that, to be honest. Um, yeah, so <laughs> this is a pretty, pretty big straw you're reaching out for there, I think. Um, yeah, we just get, I mean, we just get cut open by good football. It's a nice goal, but it's one of those where if you're the defending team, as we obviously are, 
you look at it and go, God, that were a bit easy, wouldn't it? Just, you know, nice little one-two to kind of release, uh, I think it's Sufal down the right, the, the right back. He pulls it back to Bowen, who's a, a really good player. And I think he's already got five goals, actually, this season, which is mm. the same as we have scored as a team. Um, yeah. yeah, slides it in the net. Thomas has gone walk about. I, I don't know. I, I just, like I said, I didn't watch the whole game, so I, I don't really want to comment on individual performances that much. But, yeah, it, it was... It was it was sort of a slight improvement from the Newcastle game, but then you still got the same things of like Souza's getting runs past, Hamer's just sort of know, passed it straight to them for the second goal, for example, and just, just I don't know, just looked out of sorts again based on what we saw in his first three or four games. Um, they still look. Sorry, go on. No, sorry, I'm just agreeing. Sorry, saying okay. yes, gone. Yeah, uh, we we still look very weak from set pieces. Um, you know, they they had a corner from. I think probably the best corner we defended came in the first 20 seconds and in defending it, I think Egan headed McBurney and <laughs> so they were both down injured for a bit. But that was, you know, and there's, I think it nil-nil they had a, a corner, which, all right, Ward-Prowse is one of the best set-piece takers in the league, but basically, uh, I can't remember which West Ham player, it might have been uh, Agard, actually, the, the defender, it just had like a free run at the ball, like nobody actually bothered to jump with him and get off the ground and fortunately... He headed it within Wes's zone, if you like, and he was able to uh, to push it away. But yeah, I, I I don't think it was obviously the scoreline was an improvement from, but from what I saw, uh, the, the game itself wasn't much of an improvement. I will yeah. say, sorry, carry on, Joe, carry on. Okay, so I've, I've just got an, an an optimistic slant that I can I can chuck in here. I'm ready for it. We are obviously in the we are bottom of the table, and there. We... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to think how to phrase this. Uh, these teams are thirteenth and below. Obviously, there's ourselves. There's Fulham, yeah. Brentford, Wolves, Everton, Luton, Burnley, Bournemouth. Apart from Everton, what do all those teams have in common? Um, they've all beat us. No, no, we haven't played them yet. We haven't played them yet. So yeah. we've only played one side uh, who, apart from ourselves, obviously, who are currently in mm. the bottom eight. Now, you can obviously say that the reason those sides aren't in the bottom eight is because they haven't played <laughs> us yet. Yeah. Yeah. Just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> it's all be all right. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you're, you're right off those first two games, although Palace are top ten at the moment and, and Forrester uh, are 12th. And the other teams we played are first, second... Seventh and eighth, so it's, it's top eight teams otherwise, basically. So I look at those other teams, and I, I see eight teams that we can get points off, even after our start to the season. And obviously, we'll we'll talk probably uh, in more depth about the upcoming Fulham game than the West Ham game that's just gone. Eight teams there that we could potentially, or seven teams rather, because obviously we're one of them, that we could potentially get points off. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't think this is dead just yet. Put it like that. I feel like. I feel like there are teams that we can take points off, and if you can, I don't know, get five, five, six wins out of those, that might well be enough to keep you in touch going deep into the season, at least. Am I insane? Am I insane? <laughs> I, I, I think what, what's just just slightly mad. Now, I think uh, I think one of the things, the lack of confidence is, is massive. I think, and this is why we're really when when people were sort of saying. Um, you know, wait till the window shuts and stuff. This way, didn't sit well because you can spiral so easily in this league, as we saw uh, under Wilder. And by 
essentially throwing the first two games, which were the easiest two games I've had with an Everton. The last three games, forget the 8-0, like as a scoreline, a, a good Premier League side, you know, I don't know, um, Palace, a decent Premier League side, I'm not going to go down, would expect to lose those three games, I'd say. Tottenham, mm. Newcastle, West Ham. So it's not a massive shock, other than the, the, the goals we're letting against uh, Newcastle. You know, if you just said you got no points from those three games, you'd be like, well, yeah, you know, that's really, really odd run of fixtures. But it's the confidence levels. The 8 nils changed everything for a start. I think that that has really rocked everybody, the fan base and the players and everything. And they're obviously really fragile. And it just becomes harder and harder and harder to get that win. I think if we'd have picked up a win in those first two games, mm. it, even then, we could, even if we'd have lost 8 nil, I don't think we would have lost 8 nil to be honest, because I think the... It's it's just it becomes like a a thing around your neck, doesn't it? Sort of we need we're still on you know we're the only team of us and Bournemouth who've had a really difficult start without a win. Mm. I think if we don't get a win in the next, I don't know. I mean, in the next two or three weeks, the next two or three days. <laughs> if we don't get a win, yeah, yeah, right. we don't get a win on Saturday. The then yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I do actually. I mean, it depends how you want to look at it. You can look at it as like this is a massive game if you still think there is a, a, a slight hope of us staying up, because I think if we lose this realistically, I know there's loads of games left, but to go on a run in this league, it's not like the 1990s, or, you know, when uh. I think when the Bassett, we won nine in a row or something like that. That's not going to happen in, in, in this day and age. There's too many games you have to write off because they're too good. Mm-hmm. I think it's the confidence for me. They don't look like a team at the moment who can put a win together. If we get an, an awful scrappy 1-0 away to Fulham, where they have 40 shots and we have one and we score and we win 1-0. That could change things. That could change mm. things. You go into the Man United game after a break, everyone's on a bit more of a high. You think, well, do you know what? We're actually... I think this game is massive in terms of for the rest of the season. If you've still got any hope of the season, lose this. And I just don't see how we really recover from it in terms of a, how to stay up. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Just, let's let's use that uh, what you said there about confidence and not looking like... Uh, we know how to win. I think was was the phrase you used. Like, let's just use yeah. that as a um, jumping off point just to talk uh, about Paul Heckingbottom. And obviously, the. I mean, I think it's I think it's fair to give credence to this discussion. Like, it's not just rabid fans on Twitter. It is national media, isn't it? It's it's uh, you know the Daily Mail had that thing uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think uh, it might even be before the Newcastle game actually, or maybe it was after the Newcastle game about Heckingbottom's going to get replaced by Wilder and. You know, it is mm-hmm. it is a, a national media story, um, mm. and I, I guess I, I don't know. A few days after this West Ham game, I suddenly it kind of hit me. It was like, hang on, we've only I know we've only got one point, but we have also it's only really it's only really like two defeats. If you know what I mean, like we, we almost beat Spurs, which would have been a phenomenal result, and then you get hammered by Newcastle and you lose a game as you touched on. That we probably would have expected to lose in a vacuum anyway to West Ham. Mm. Like, even sat here with one point from seven games, is it really that bad the situation right now? Where, you, where really that bad? Where you should be going, got to change the manager. This is a disaster. Have to change the manager right now. He's got to go. I, I don't know. I, I think we're reacting a bit too quick here, aren't we? Like to, to... I think. Yeah, the last three games we expected to lose, and I think, but the, I think it's the manner of the defeat against Newcastle that's really changed the 
the talk of like whether you know oh is, is he lost the dressing room and mm. you know have they down tools and all these cliches that people come out with I think it's that one defeat that has changed everything I think if, you'd, if we'd have lost 1-0 to Newcastle lost 2-0 to West Ham yeah people have been saying that he's got to go but I think the majority would be saying well yeah I think it's that 8-0 I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not sure, but I think that's changed the narrative definitely. Well, that's what I mean. I, I, I think, I think we should be wary of this as a as a fan base. I guess, I, you know, again, I, I feel like I do this a lot. I, I start making a point to try and and then suddenly realise I'm sort of telling people how to feel, which I, I don't, I don't intend to do. But <laughs> that Newcastle game has coloured a lot of things in terms of. I think, as we said at the time, it was a bit of a, a, a perfect storm disaster game like everything that could go wrong did go wrong and our, our heads did go in a bit it did go in it a bit uh, with the manner we went 3-0 down we had that you know a tiny team out there that couldn't defend set pieces Ekebottom undoubtedly made a mistake going to a back four there's no way you'd do that again if you give him the uh, you know if you give him the <laughs> opportunity to redo that second half no way mm. in hell is he making those changes and yeah. uh, and the players let him down as well I think you know um, yeah yeah uh, revolution on S2 said we let the players off lightly last week, which is fair I realised, yeah. Well, yeah, I was, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. yeah, fair enough. I, you know, I, I was not. It probably, probably did. Of... I think, I think the, I couldn't muster up the anger because I was that exactly, deflated. Yeah. I think you're probably right. Yeah, he's probably, he's probably right, should I say. But yeah, they did, they, they undoubtedly let him down. I mean, there's not, I mean, you can argue about the tactics that he did, but you shouldn't be losing 8 0, even if you're playing 2 3 5 or whatever. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You, you shouldn't no, be giving those sort of goals away. You're right, you're right. But, it's, you know, I, I just think if you if you take a step back, play quite well in that game in the first half. We're unlucky to be 3-0 down at half-time against a really good team. Here against yeah. West Ham, all right, the game was over pretty much once they took the lead. But we started the game quite well, I thought. Um, and, yeah, look, I'm, I'm trying to find positives here, I suppose. But I, I also want to just sort of get across, like, this isn't like a 10-game winless run where we've... You know, we're not in the championship anymore. As you said, there's there's games here that we just really have very little chance in. And the club chose to throw away those first two games by not being ready, like in terms mm. of having the squad assembled. And as you said, those were the two games we had probably the best chance of getting points out of, apart from Everton, which we did get points out of, and we would have won if not for a miracle save by Pickford right at the death. And then maybe the conversation is a little bit different. I just think... I don't know, maybe it's because you're in the Premier League and you only play every week, like once every week instead of every four days or whatever. But I, I, when I really try and distance myself from it, we're not actually in that bad of a run right now. If you look at mm. if you look at the games we've actually played and the opponents we've yeah. actually played, like we lost, lost to Man City. Like, well, everyone loses to Man City, apart from Wolves, apparently. But this weekend is <laughs> absolutely bizarre. Yeah. Um, so maybe I undermine my own point there, I suppose. But um, yeah, it just, I don't know. I but feel it's like. A one in, it's, I know what you mean. It's a 1 in 50 chance that you get, Wolves are going to beat Manchester City. Yeah. And uh, it was probably a 1 in 50 chance that we were going to beat Spurs, the way that game went. And, you know, had they not played 12 minutes injury time, maybe we would have done. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like this, this conversation around Heckingbottom is really doing him a bit of a disservice to be honest it's sort of it's overlooking all the circumstances not only what he's done yeah. already but all the circumstances around him like and like, you... just, like go on sorry. sorry carry on i'll just i'm gonna play devil's advocate with you Please because do. i do agree with everything you're saying but i'll um i'll yeah i'll come at you with some some other stuff to just try and make a debate out of it mm-hmm. um I, I watched Sheffield that way um the, after the match fans reaction i think your dad actually messaged him saying about you know, 
Yes, yeah, so I think I think it well. How many Sean Meekins is out there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think you know he, he was basically saying what you what you've just said. And, and Johnny Ron from Shore and View, and Johnny didn't say like he should be sacked now or anything like that. But I think what what, what his point was is you, you can't if this carries on. You know, if we lose two nil, you know, another comfortable defeat to Fulham, lose three nil at home to Man United, lose four nil at Arsenal, or whatever. There's only one thing now because of the mess that we've made, and I agree with you that it's it. I don't even put I won't even put ten percent on Ekin Bottom if that. I think I'm probably going too too far by saying ten percent actually of any of this being his fault. But we're we're in the middle of the season. You can't change anything else. We can't bring new players in. Mm. We can't change. You know, we can't we can't sell players. We can't get any sort of new ideas in or anything like that without changing the manager. The only thing you can do to try and stop the raw is to, to twist with the manager. I wouldn't do it. I think you're, and as I say, this is purely devil's advocate. I don't want people to take my words out of context and think that I think he should go because I definitely don't. But I, I, I do see the other side. I don't think the other side is sort of just saying he's got to go. I think there's some people like that, obviously. It's rubbish. It's his fault. It's quite evidently not his fault. But I think... There's only one thing that we can change now, and it's the manager. And if the results continue, I think we probably will because I think I just I just think that's that's because that's the only thing we can do. We can't change anything else. Everything else is done. We've used all those options up. We can't bring any loans in. We can't bring any players in. We've messed the preseason up. We've already sold, you know, and dying big. There's nothing we can do other than change the manager. So whilst I agree with you, and I won't do it, I keep him. I, I, I do understand that we're only seven games in. If if you still think there's a chance of us staying up, that's the only thing we can do to change things. Yeah, that the, the, your, your final thing there is is the key thing because I would say there is there is one other thing we can do, and that is nothing. And you just accept, mm. Mm. as we were kind of told by the club going yes. into the season, that this is a long term thing, and we are. I mean, they, I, I don't think they ever used the phrase planning for relegation, but they, you know, that's that's mm. the. That's it's a, pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious yeah. when you're selling two of your best players because they're in the final year of the contract, and that is your justification for selling them. Yeah. Is we want to ha- make sure we have a like competitive squad next season, um, mm. and that's what I hope the club. I mean, I I can see if the club like if we play that second half against Newcastle, and it doesn't it doesn't need the five goals to go in for. Mm. Like we could play that badly and not concede five goals. Like that, everything went wrong that day. If we play as badly as we did in that second half in the coming weeks, I think this becomes a more uh, yeah. val- valid conversation. Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't see that we're there yet. We had one disaster half against Newcastle, mm-hmm. and then all right, the game was over in a half at uh, West Ham. But we we hung on in there in the second half. We ended up with sixteen shots, I think it was, which is the most we've had in a game this season. We only allowed twenty, which is quite good for us. You know, we had pretty much half the possession. Like, I, I can't honestly say that that West Ham was muck game was a real disaster or anything like that. So, uh, sorry, I'm losing the thread of my own point here. No, well, um, just like, I mean, look, I, I do agree with you. Like I say, I, I, what I've just said is just the. I, I don't think it's outrageous to say. I think it's outrageous now to say make a change. To be honest, I think I think it's lazy for personally for me. When people just say, sack the manager and everything will be all right. When you're not looking at everything that's happened. I mean, the the pre-season has, has basically dictated the opening, which which we, you know, I'm not, this is not needless to say we had the last laugh or anything like that. But we, we, did we did say we it. probably would be winless in October, having not yeah. 
put the squad together for the first two games. Because we the fixtures coming up were always going to be difficult, and we wrote the first two off. If we had, if we didn't beat Everton, which we didn't, then any other win would have been a shot win, you mm-hmm. know, a real shot win. You know, we'd be one of the top four or five or whatever in Tottenham or Newcastle or West Ham, you, you know, European champions and a really, really good side. And, and it's all because of that pre-season. You know, there's a reason you have pre-season. It's not just done for a laugh. I mean, <laughs> we're trying to build... We're trying to build a team as the Premier League's going, which is what we said. This is what my worry was at the beginning of the season. And once you get into that spiral of defeats, everyone's second-guessing everything they're doing. It's just normal. You know, it's human nature. Most of football, or a lot of football, especially like when teams are quite uh, similar, the Championship in particular is a bit like this. It's a lot about confidence. Yeah. And people talk about Luton. We've got better players than Luton. It's not about that. We might have better players than Luton, but I probably would have our squad above Luton's. But Luton didn't sell two key players before the season and lose another one in Doyle and then get everyone in so late and trying to... We haven't got a style at the moment. I don't know what kind of team we are. Mm. I don't know if we're a counter-attacking team or a a long ball team or a pass... I I don't know what we are because we've got this so many new players trying trying to get a system against the best players in the world. Mm. And that was always going to be difficult. And once you start spiralling... It's so hard to get the momentum back. Yeah, and that's that is Heckingbottom's responsibility. Is if, if you know if we don't have an obvious style, if you like, or you know we haven't found a successful style yet, which mm. you you can't say that we have because obviously we only have one point. You can definitely caveat that with uh, the players that we're going up against and you know some of the circumstances yeah. that are kind of struck us during these games. Um, but yeah, I, I just think, uh, and I, I'm I'm quite a big advocate of this like of the opposite of like um oh god this is really hard to articulate sorry uh i i, I don't like when people say that it's not worth changing because why you know the next thing the thing that you're going to change to probably won't be any better i'm usually quite against that like i don't i, don't, I often don't think that is a reason to not make a change like just because it's just because it it didn't work in the past or you know it might not work if you change it again that isn't always a reason to not make change but in this case i mean when you see how the how the chips are stacked here like Mm. a new manager we're probably talking the difference between 20th and 19th right like that's yeah yeah great and in which case who cares like you might as well just stay with the person that under has underpinned everything that we're told the club is trying to do like build for the future and build a squad that can compete at the top of the championship next season. Yeah, and I and I think I mean I hope I'm wrong and I hope you're wrong and I hope these players are better than than the show in in, in the I mean obviously they're better than the 8-0 but I hope that they have got the quality to stay up. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have and like you say I think we are talking between 20th and 19th. I think you can bring any manager in the world. I, I just I don't see the the certainly maybe the first 11 would be good enough to finish 17th. I'm not sure but the squad depth is nowhere near. We've got looks like Egan's out, for instance, against Fulham, hmm. and everyone's like, "Oh, you know." Some people have great news. You know, he's been rubbish. Well, that means either Trusty comes in at centre half as the as the main centre half, um, which is unproven at Premier League level. Or we have to bring Basham in and put an L in the middle. And I don't think anyone would like to see Basham play 10, 15 games this season. That's just one injury that has caused you know a disruption at the back to a player who's not even playing that well. I don't think we've got the squad to compete in all but about six or seven games this season. I think it'd be so harsh to say he should be doing better with this squad. 
we shouldn't be losing 8-0. And like I said, that's clouded the narrative for me. But all the other results have gone exactly the way that they should have. <laughs> you know, we're not... After those and, first and maybe two. Better, and maybe, yeah, and maybe better than they should yeah. have. Because Man City and Tottenham, you know, I think we were both all expecting three or four hammering there. And we didn't. We nearly won. Or we nearly got a point against Man City. The first two, you can write off. That is definitely not Eckingbottom's fault, the way that happened. And as I said, for me, that just set the ball rolling. And I was always worried that in those first two games, if we got to a bad start, you looked at the run coming up and you thought, and I thought, I, I could, you can just see it, you know, how it was mm. going to develop into this. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think we, you know, pretty much said that. I think, yeah, I, I just hope we hold our nerve on this as a club. And I, I think... Yeah. So you said a few weeks ago you think we'll you think we'll have a new manager by the Man United game. Do you, how do you feel about that now? I mean, if anything, that feels like it should be more likely. But have you changed your mind at all on that, or in either direction? I think if we lose to Fulham, I I, I think we'll make a change. I don't have not, not no inside info, mm. and I know you know people close to the Prince, you know Darren Smith or whatever on Twitter. I think he said, "I oh, know it's nonsense," and Betty said, "But we hear all this, don't we?" And then and then something changes. I've just got a feeling that we will. I mean, it depends on the manner of the defeat, I suppose, as well. But it's just what happens in football. And it's wrong yeah. in this situation. And I, and I hope it doesn't happen. But I've just got a feeling we'll think, you know, we can still save the season here, you know, if we just... And I, I just think it's... I think it'd be the wrong, wrong... Look, if we've still got one point by boxing there, that's a different story. I'm not saying keep him forever. We need to see some sort of improvement and some sort of a team developing for next season or whatever. But right now, as you said, I just think it's so, so harsh to even be talking about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at this up. How many points did we have on Boxing Day in 2020? Oh, okay. Two. Two. Yeah, there we go. 20, 20th of December, we drew at Brighton and picked up our second yeah. point of the season. I was just thinking, and you know, I don't know how good an example of this is because obviously we did end up getting relegated this season and finished bottom and were terrible, but this board has previous of holding its nerve with managers. Yeah. They, I mean, mm. but you know, from, from what we know, they did everything they could to hold on to Wilder, who was virtually desperate to resign like during his yeah. tenure several times and had his resignation turned down and ended up... When did he get to? Did he get to like March or something like that? I think before yeah, eventually yeah. parted ways. I, I wonder though if the, the fallout to that worried the board because Wilder obviously for everything that achieved, none of us wanted Wilder to go. Maybe they were like one percent people. I remember us doing the pod after saying, "Well, it's just ridiculous. We're already down. Why get rid of him?" You know I was devastated. More? I was thinking back to that yeah. obviously in relation to this. I was like, and remembering how devastated I was in terms of mm. uh, no, not only the you know from the the sort of personality side of like Wilder's gone, but I, I remember thinking like. I thought we were doing things differently as a club and we were just saying, yeah. like, do you know yeah. what, sod this season. This is the man that's built everything good about us at the moment, Wilder this is, and he is the yeah. man to get us back to the Premier League next season. And then eventually we, you know, trudged on to a march or whatever and, well, we all know what happened. Uh, and he's, he was no longer the manager. And, yeah, I, I hope, I I do, I would like to, I really would like to ride it out with Heckingbottom. I, I just think... Who the hell is going to take over? We're a, we yeah. are not an attractive job. Like you know, forget I mean, the league position. We, we've already had Slavin. It might have been a busted flush. Do you know what I mean? He might have been past his peak or whatever. But he but was hamstrung as well. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he was hamstrung as well. He couldn't sign a permanent player. Um, but 
and that's another thing with Eckenbottom. I think he signed one permanent player in the, the previous two seasons mm. and, and got you know, people say he got the best squad in the in the league. Well, I'd say Watford's were probably better than ours. I'd say yeah. Norwich were probably on par. Middlesbrough uh, but anyway, would have been, but anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, and he got us promoted. But Slav came in, because we keep hearing, we need to change this, we need to go forward at the back. But Slav, Slav did that disaster with the same set of players that we've got now. And that, and I'm the same as you, that doesn't mean to say, well, let's never do it again. Mm. But I don't I don't see anybody out there who could get, and I mean anybody out there, who could get this group of players to perform. They might get a new manager bounce and a bit more passion and, you know, getting, you know, if the heads might come up and stuff like that, if you get worn or something like that. But I just, I don't see how you, you can't, you, you can't turn, what's the, what's the phrase? Into a salt purse. Pigs, pigs ear yeah, into a salt purse. Ear, I think, yeah. Yeah, whatever it is, yeah. And that might be Welsh and our players. I just don't think we have the ability. And I think we all knew that when we went up, other than a few people who were really excited about the new site. I think most of us knew that we were at best going to do what Norwich do, and that's go up, consolidate your debts, come back down, and hopefully go for it again. And, you know, become a yo-yo club, which is what everyone sort of wanted, if you know what I mean, a couple of years ago. Yo-yo club, it's fine, it's brilliant. But this is the reality of being one, is that... You have to accept that you're not going to be able to compete in the top flight unless you get bought out. And I think this is going to be it until the Prince is here. And what I'd say as well is, if Luton have had our start and they sacked Edwards, would, what would you be thinking? I'd be thinking that was moronic. Yeah, and I don't really think there's that much difference. All right, we're a bigger club or whatever. But, but in terms of net spend, they've spent more. I yeah, I, I know, but they're, they're like... They're, I mean, they're... Okay, they 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 know what they're doing, though. I think I I just think that would that yeah. would be ripping it up for like it would be overlooking the big picture in their case. I don't think they're not depending on staying up this season, are they? No, and they're I'm strengthened, but you know, Hemingway's Heming article yesterday about you know if we go down, I think it was better the interview where we basically have to sell one player and Archer, who's obviously a glorified loan. Um, we have got a plan. Whether yes. that plan works, I'm not sure. I mean, it's great. Sula signed the new contract, should I mention that's mm-hmm. you know really good start in terms of like trying to build a new team and stuff. We have got a plan, and it is the plan of Norwich and probably the plan of Luton as well. So if you're going to rip that up by getting rid of the manager, then you have to have a really good replacement coming in to how you're going to improve things. Yeah, because I think it's the plan of Heckingbottom, isn't it? As well, isn't it? Not just yeah. the club, but it is Heckingbottom is the football man behind the club yeah. i think that was you know I, I can't remember the exact phrase that was used when he when he was appointed but it was like he will oversee all aspects of football yeah. at the club if we do if heckenbottom does get sacked I, I just i honestly think the manager will be like it'll be Stuart mccall or someone like that like it, it'll be someone who's already here basically i, I just or oh, chris I, wilder or oh, chris wilder comes back I and i've so, yeah. I, 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 i'm not getting into that debate with wilder because he's not here and it, it's it's so it's, it's so weird the Wilder thing where you get pro and anti Wilder. Everyone should be pro Wilder for what he did. Yeah. But I think it's also fair to have reservations about him coming back. I don't see how that changes anything. But I don't see how anyone changes anything. So that's yeah. not a, a slight Wilder. Yeah, just uh, hold your nerve. Don't play like total dirt, I suppose. United, and uh, let's just yeah. see. Let's just see how it goes. Like we. I'm like. If we lose eight nil again and then five nil, yeah, that is a completely different scenario. Yeah, but right now it'd be so harsh. 
Yeah, it would. And just uh, on the on the play, you know, you're talking about like the, the standard of the players and stuff like that. I, I don't want people to misunderstand that we. I mean, certainly I, I, I like a lot of these players. I think they're, I think they're good players. It's just, it's probably the twentieth or nineteenth best squad in the Premier League. Like they're just not as good as the vast majority of other players in the Premier League. And I, I don't, I don't mean that as a massive slight on them. Like full no, respect to them. I think. I honestly am excited by players like Hamer, like Archer. I'm yeah. excited for McBurney for the rest of the season. Still think our defence can be a lot better than it than it currently has been. Obviously, I think there's there's good defenders in that team. It's yeah. just as a sum, it probably is one of the worst squads in the Premier League. And but I the get... Premier League is a bloody good league. I watched yes. Tottenham Liverpool. I was I, I watched it with Liam on Saturday, and we were saying like the, the quality of those two teams compared to. Everyone in the championship. We watched Leeds before Leeds lost to Southampton. Decent game, and there were some nice bits of play. But it were you know, a proper championship game, two decent championship scenes. Then we watched that after, and you were like, "This is just like it's almost like a different sport." They never, barely ever lose the ball. So strong, tactically fantastic. Just everything is it, so 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 strong. So this, it's not a slight on these players who the fact that. They, it doesn't seem like they can compete at the level. I think a lot of people also, I think, in a way, the Wilder season where we finished ninth, mm. that sort of, again, clouded people where, well, Wilder did it. He got us to ninth place or whatever. Like That was lightning in a ball. Yeah, and, no and that was a system that was perfected to, to something like I've never seen before in football. And people couldn't cope with it for, for what, four years or whatever it was. And even yeah. the Premier League couldn't cope with it. That is so unlike you, you can't blame Eckingbottom for not having that. <laughs> no, or, or on the flip side, it's unreasonable to think that a new manager will <laughs> will will bring that to the table immediately. I suppose. No. Um, no. Yeah. So the, my hold your nerve, Blades. Like I, as long as you know, as long as the players keep trying, I'm good. I'm chill. Like if mm. if they if they put in a performance like the second half against Newcastle, you know, uh, on on the reg, I suppose, for the next few new games, then uh, yeah. that's a different conversation. But I, I just don't think we're there yet at all. Um, no. Yeah, Willis Sula signs a new deal to 2027. That's great. Good to see, you know, that Louis Marsh got a new deal um, about a month ago as well. So clubs tying these players down. Jebison's the other one sort of hanging out there at the moment. Mm, I don't know. Mm. We don't really know about that, but... Uh... No, he's not looking good, though. I mean, I don't know how... He's got an illness, by all accounts. He had a rumour yeah. he'd be back around November or something like that, so hopefully he's OK. The fact he's not signed a contract, there's noises, obviously, about... He's not happy about game time. Well, he's got to be fit first, hasn't he? He's got to be he's available. Be like, I mean, he, he, would was... have still, he would have started, like, at least four games by now, I think, if he... Oh, if yeah, if he'd have been fit at the start of the season, he'd be our main striker. He'd be in him and Traore, yeah. would have... From... Um... It's obviously not his fault that he's ill or injured, but you know, no, but playing time, time shouldn't think... really be an issue. No, I don't understand though how we can complain about not getting a chance when he's never been fit for. You know, he scored against Hull and he were out the week after and stuff like. that. But anyway, mm. I've got a feeling he'll leave, and that'll be a. You know, that's not great business, but that's what happens when you leave playing the final year of the contract. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah indeed. But uh, yeah, nice to see that Asula contract. Another bit of good news: Rian Brewster's on the bench. Uh, surprise appearance against West Ham. He comes on as well, and uh, mm. oh, I feel terrible that I was about to make this semi-joke, but he, he didn't get injured as far as we're aware, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I, it's I, awful, but we're all, I guess we're all kind of waiting for it, aren't we? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I really hope he stays fit for the rest of the season. Not, 
Not yeah. that I think he's going to be a difference maker particularly in terms of just for him, yeah, just for him. And it's you know it'd be nice to have another senior striker that can play regularly, you know, as he as he now is. I mean, what twenty two now, something like that. But he's you know he's not a kid anymore, is he? Even if he has missed a, a lot of football recently, so yeah, great to have him back on the bench. Um, Egan out, as you said, and I actually had written down uh, that this is a blow, but it's an area of the team we can theoretically absorb. And you've already torpedoed that point. Well, I'm, 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 I'm going to go at a club, an absolute club legend in Basham by saying that. I, I just think, I mean, Trusty might be going there. And it might might be the best thing that's happened all season. Who knows? He might mm. be fantastic. I just, I can't, I can't say. As again, you know, people saying get Trusty in and get Slamani in. I can't comment on it because I've not seen him, and I imagine most people haven't seen him. Well, no one's seen him at this level. Yeah, and Jack Robinson's been uh, at least solid, I'd say, uh, even if it is part of uh, it's part of the worst defense in the league. So that mm. that you could say, hang on, we we have to we have to little yeah. be a little bit cutthroat here. And yes, he's been the best of the three defenders, Robinson, but. Does the overall unit get strengthened because Trusty has different strengths? Essentially, you know, is mm. a bit more physical, better in the air. Uh, I don't think his passing is any better than Robinson, based on his numbers for Birmingham. But he was obviously playing in a really poor team last season, so maybe that's that's not a fair reflection on him. But I, I, I think I don't know. I think if I, I really hope Eakin isn't out for a long time, like because he he is a key player for us. I'm a I'm a big advocate of him. He's just not had an amazing start to the season. But yeah, mm. I, I I think uh, I, I don't really have any issue with Armad Odzic going into the middle and bash him at right centre back. Like I think he can he can probably be okay there against Fulham particularly, who we can talk about yeah. in a second. Um, I, I tell you, we really could use back though, and that's George Baldock. I think yes, absolutely, is huge. Um, and again, it's not really a slight on Bogle, who I like as well, but. I think if you lose Egan and Baldock at the same time as we obviously have done, um, they didn't play against Egan didn't play against Spurs, did he? No, he's out for that one. Yeah. Um, no, no, it was no. Yeah, you're right. He was out for, injured for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously for the second part of this game against West Ham as well. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot for a defense to absorb that and and hold up. I think or our defense anyway. So, yeah, be nice if he's back soon. It's a little bit quiet on Baldock, which is troubling. Um, but yeah, you never know. Might get a surprise appearance on uh, back in the squad on Saturday. Um, I mean, I, I didn't see Bogle obviously against it, but I, again, if you if you're people talking about go to four at the back or whatever, um, I don't really like the idea of Bogle off the right back neither as well. If we are going to try and do something different, yeah, indeed. Uh, so we've got Fulham on Saturday, and this is I, I, I mean you alluded this, to this earlier. We've got to win this game. Like, I, I think mm. if we if we don't win this game, we we're probably looking at November for the first win. I think, which is yeah. not ideal. I mean, that's that's probably game over in terms of realistic ambitions of uh, staying up. So, yeah, I think I'd it, like I, to know if anyone. I'd like to know if anyone stayed up without winning the game until November, anyway. So, <laughs> it wouldn't shock me actually. I I could see that if that mm. has happened, but I I just I don't know. Uh, I I don't I don't see it with this squad like. It's it's not, um, and we didn't really raise this when we when we talked after the Newcastle game about those you know those other teams that lost eight and nine nil like Southampton and Bournemouth and stuff like that, and then they they bounced back didn't they the next week? Well, the difference is they were yeah they had a much stronger base than we did. They were already a Premier League yeah. team, whereas we obviously yeah. are not. But yeah, if you don't beat Fulham, you've got Man United uh, after the international break, which 
All right, they're floundering, and I wouldn't totally hate to be playing Man United at home this Saturday. Never instead of I, yeah, I agree. It weeks. sounds ridiculous, but I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I think if we'd have, I'd have liked to have had Man United straight after Newcastle. Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, it's another team where every single player gets into our team. So oh, of course, yeah. Uh, and after Man United, Arsenal away, you know, title challenger. Then it's Wolves at home on the 4th of November and, yeah, I don't know, we, we really are clutching at straws at that point if you're saying, like, this is the game that kickstarts the season. What would that be, like, 10 games yeah. or something? So, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's loser leaves town, United versus Fulham on Saturday. And let me bring you some hope, mate. Fulham are not good. Obviously, neither yes. are we. But now's, <laughs> now's, now's the time to show that we are not the worst team in the league. And uh, I'm going to hit you with some stats. I feel good about reading these off because its I don't feel like it's disrespectful or tempting fate or anything when I'm also acknowledging that we have certainly been worse than Fulham up to this point. But Saturday is easily our best chance of a win for another month. So Fulham yeah. attacking. They are 19th for open play shots, which is even lower than we have. 17th for open play XG. They're a mid-table set-piece team. Nothing, you know, they're not Everton, basically. Defensively, they have the third worst expected goals against and the second worst expected goal difference. Us obviously have the worst expected goal difference. And they've also been pretty lucky. So they're 13th at the moment. They have the joint best ratio of goals conceded minus expected goals conceded. So shorthand way of saying that is they should have conceded a lot more goals than they have up to this point. By contrast, we're second worst in that. So we've, we've actually conceded more goals than... XG suggests that we should have. They are one of the few teams that I look at their start to the season and think that wasn't too bad, actually. You know, yeah, nice. I think they've got. I think they've had the easiest start from what I've seen. Um, And and I remember uh, Everton. They they beat Everton. I think it real smash grab that one. Yeah, I think they beat first game of the season. Beat Luton by a single goal as well. You know, they're not they're not a good Premier League team. I think it's fair to say. And this is why it's such a big game. If, you, if you've got any help of trying to stay up, yeah. And we've it, obviously I'd take that scrappy one nil win where they have thirty shots or whatever. But and mm. I, I, I need to see us look at least as good as Fulham on Saturday. Like I, I need that's that's the that's the yeah. kind of last thread of hope for um, staying up. I think in my mind of like. I yeah, need I, I need the players to show that we're as good as Fulham because I, I think we are like or at least you know at least only a notch below them and if you're only a notch below a team in the Premier League you can absolutely beat them I mean they yeah, yeah they we, they're sliding down the table after a decent start and yeah there'd be a bit of a bit of nerves around if we take the lead against them I think and they're another yo-yo club they could easily be in the same division as us next season so mm. th- these games these sort of games. Um, this Burnley, Luton, Bournemouth, all the teams who could go down with us. I don't really think there's much excuse for not winning these, or no, or at least not. I just said putting in a performance that makes you. Le- I don't think in the last three we've looked on a level with mm. the team we've played, including Saturday, Saturday. We have to because if we can't, we have to look at if even we if, can't if we lose do it Saturday, nil, then we're just not going to do it all season. Yeah, if we lose one nil, but it's an even game, and they were. It'd be really disappointing, and again, you know, the results, everything. But that's that's forgivable. If it's another game like the last three, where we just have barely any possession and barely create anything, 
Mm-hmm. That is when it starts becoming a bit shaky ground, I think, in trying to defend them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely agree. Fulham, if Fulham going to have 25 shots against us and you know win the game, whatever scoreline, that, that mm-hmm. really is red alert time. Because this, this theoretically now is... I know Egan will probably almost certainly be missing and possibly Bulldog mm. as well, but it's it's close to the strongest team we're going to be able to put out this season. Yeah. We have the players yeah. now. They're theoretically up to fitness. You know, the ones that have come in late have been here for uh, over a month now, haven't they? It was the start of September, the end of the, yeah. the end of August, rather. Um, so this is it. This is the best. This is pretty much the best product we're going to be able to put on the field this season. Yeah. If, it's, if it's not good enough to compete uh, on, on level terms with Fulham, then... Yeah, it's uh, it's time to pack it up. I think <laughs> you know. It's, then we are into to yep. build build yep. for next season mode. We'll be getting even more tweets about people saying, oh, you're going to be looking back on historical games this week." I think, aren't you? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm I've already won two chip butties. I think I've won two chip butties. I think I gave you the viral. The viral one is a definite win. The viral yeah, one. I, thought I, I might have not. I thought I won another one, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Although I did say, I think that uh, one of our Strikers this season will be worth about fifteen million, which is not looking great. But, I think it's a ten million. Um, I, I could see. I, I can see a world in which uh, Dan Jebison gets sold for. Uh, well, I don't, I don't want to say more money than he's worth. I, I could see somebody paying yeah. a fair bit of money for him in January, just in terms of like. But, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, you're all right, but I, I, I've been eyeing up some games. So. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your shortlist <laughs> ready. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm on, I'm on board, board with that. <laughs> yeah, I almost feel weird, like you know, just painting that picture of Fulham because they've got the same amount of points as Chelsea, one point behind <laughs> Man U. They're a win off the top half of the Premier League, but mm, I don't know. I, I all the numbers, underlying numbers, suggest they are one of the poorer teams in the Premier League, along with ourselves. So let's go and uh, yeah, get a get a win on Saturday. I, I can't wait, man. I'm, I, you know, I know we've we've had a. You know, a, a rum few weeks as a as United fans. Yeah. Ba- basically, from the moment the fourth officials board went up at uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I'm excited for this one because I think it could be. I mean, it's either a kickstarter or like, well, that's that then for me. Like, and then I just sort of adjust my expectations for the rest of the season. I guess. Yeah. I, I think the the comparison is that West Brom game in the twenty 21- one. Uh, 2020 21 season to the the COVID season. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, we, yeah, 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 yeah. We went yeah, away. What yeah. was that? It would have been 2020, wouldn't it? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. We lost 1 0 and had about 4,000 shots. Well, that's it. I thought we absolutely. That was probably one of our best performances of the season, that game. Like, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, considering we won at Old Trafford, this this 1 0 defeat to West Brom might have been one of our best performances of the season. But that was it. That was the day that you were like, that. Yeah, it's over. We do. Even, and it's probably about the same sort of game, isn't it? What, it's, what? Yeah, it's interesting this because uh, I, I, I was I embarked upon this point. I was going to say that game was much later in the season. It was the da, 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 da. is this right? I think it was the twenty eighth of. Let's make sure I've got this right. Yeah, it was the twenty eighth of November. But all right. But the season started later, so I think it was the 11th, oh yes, it was the tenth or eleventh game of the season. I think so. It's. It's not far off, and we played seven now, yeah. right? This season, yeah, and yeah, yeah, so, so yeah, it's very oh, it's horrible. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I just I'm I'm kind of wondering how I'd feel if if that panned out on on Saturday, where yeah. we play a blinder, somehow miss a billion chances and lose the game. Yeah. Like, does it, does it 
do I do I still have some hope? I don't know. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I suppose we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's just a you know another nice two 0 We can write. <laughs> Keep uh, my attention yeah, um, for ninety I... minutes, Blades. Keep us in the game. Keep my that, attention. That'll be good. Yeah, yeah that'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Travelling went didn't he, on the. Uh... Sat, uh, sat his game and I think he said he like filmed two things in the second half <laughs> that sort of board going on so oh. anyway anything uh, anything else you want to mention from this week no 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 that's, that's about it I'm looking forward to it obviously we're both going so um, looking forward to the game itself mm, definitely and uh, Fulham's usually a good away day so that's uh mm. Yeah, this is the the thing that I, I wanted from this season, I suppose. Is don't don't expect too much from the actual football and just uh, enjoy the days, I suppose. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, what you got to plug, mate? Uh, we've got two mainly episodes. I think since last time I spoke to you, uh, mm. uh, Boe, Crack Tactor, and mainly meets the squatters. Gone back to the main man himself. So if you want to break from the misery of Sheffield United, then <laughs> yeah, we don't mention us at all on that. Um, and we, we do, we, I think that another one out of stand this comes out. We, we went to Chapel St. Leonard's for the weekend and did a mingling brooch, uh, which was us talking. So I've, <laughs> I've, I've drunk, so um, I have no idea how that's going to come out. But... <laughs> did you actually do that? That's, that's great. <laughs> no, genuinely, yeah, yeah. We did some singing, we did some karaoke. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, oh, God knows how that's going to come out. But Super. yeah, so that, that, I think we're going to do that in a couple of parts because it was quite long. So that, that'll be coming out soon as well. And um, pretty much view for Fulham. It'll be out um, uh, tomorrow. What day is it? Wednesday. That'll be out Friday. Yeah. And I did a, I did a post match from West Ham, actually. Uh, mm. which, it's really horrible when you lose because obviously I do this view from them. And, and I re- even in League One, we didn't lose every single week. Like, we're probably going to do this this season. So it's just like, I can't do another one. And they were quite. I don't know. I want to sympathetic. They were just like, God, how bad are they? So, yeah, it didn't improve my mood, unfortunately. <laughs> um, what have I got? Uh, I, my latest thing for the BBC Sport site is out and talking about uh, why we shouldn't have sack Heckenbottom, basically. Um, so mm. you can go and read that on the Sheffield United page on the BBC Sport website. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tweet the link um, to that article again when I've got this podcast out so if you want to yeah. go and find it on my Twitter you've got to see it there and uh, latest Women of Steel newsletter just went out this morning as well um, yeah read that yeah yeah uh, three burning questions for the rest of the season because uh, their their season resumes um, this weekend after uh, after taking a break after the passing yeah. of Maddie Cusack it's really an emotional one that isn't it I mean, it, would, it would bad on for the Newcastle, the Newcastle game, game yeah, yeah. yeah this is her actual teammates, you know, it's yeah, it's going to be. I mean, you're going to miss it, aren't you? Because you're in, you're in London. Yeah, so just a, a little PSA, I suppose, for um, anyone who's who's not going to Fulham on Saturday is that United have moved this this fixture to. It's normally on Sunday. That's the the standard slot for women's mm. football, um, but they've moved it to Saturday. It's at Bramall Lane. It's a one o'clock kickoff, and they've moved it so that. Um, Former teammates of Maddie's can uh, can attend the game basically, mm. and um, yeah, be part of a, a, a tribute and um, memorial to her on the day. Um, which I think, I, I mean, I'm, I'm really obviously disappointed personally that I, I can't be there for that because I'm at Fulham. Yeah. But I, I just got to credit United and uh, London City Lionesses who they're playing, and I, I guess the FA and all the organisations that have like come together to make that happen. I think that's a really nice gesture basically to to shift the game around and uh 
yeah, I, I think go down if you're fancying, um, if you're not going to Fulham, go and uh, go and support United Women and uh, yeah, be part of that tribute. I suppose I, I, I strongly encourage you to do that, and hopefully, uh, yeah. hopefully get another win as well. That'd be a, a nice way to uh, to honour her memory. I think. Um, yeah. Aye. All right, mate. Well, uh, yeah, I will see you Saturday. Uh, and yes, I am looking forward to it. I think if there's, if there's any Fulham fans been listening to this last section, don't I, I don't you know I, I'm not saying we're going to beat you on Saturday. I just think we sort of have to. <laughs> Otherwise, what's he's the done point? our team talk for us? I can imagine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get that pen on. <laughs> it could happen. We're going to be clipped now. I could say this. I could say like like cocky Sheffield United fan before the game <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna get people giving me abuse after like United fans if we don't win now because like, you said this would be easy but well, there's not many games that we can possibly really have exactly. a chance to win and Fulham is one of them that's Fulham the, that's the thing if this were a championship game we'd be saying this is what, probably the hardest game of the season <laughs> yeah, but that's true. you know in a Premier League game it's like you never know. I've got a chance at this one. So yeah, yeah. Last uh, last two league games with Fulham, mate. We I think won both. No goals conceded. Was yes. it three 0 at home? Was I tried it, to get four nil. Very suit again that last time. Actually, <laughs> yeah. he wore a suit in it when we beat him four 0 But it's yeah. going to be like four five degrees. Magic wear last time, weren't it? So there was. Yeah, yeah that who was, knows? That was like May though, not October. So yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, climate true. change yeah. is real. Uh, right mate on that note uh, yeah we'll, we'll leave it there thank you very much for your time I will uh, see you Saturday thanks again yeah thanks a lot mate see you later